you know, we're three, we probably seem crazy to it. We're like, hey, we're three cousins and we practice in our grandpa's living room. Hey, you're listening to Talking About the Passion. I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview different independent musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I am a singer, songwriter, and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. If you want, you can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. For episode 49, we have Ed Isola from the 502s. The 502s are a raucous indie folk group formed by three cousins from Central Florida, Ed being one of them. And uh, since 2015, the 502s have taken their swaggering blend of Americana across the coast, including the Okeechobee Music Festival and Communion Records uh, NYC Showcase. Their new album is a heartfelt invitation to good old-fashioned fun, and they are celebrating with an international tour this year. To promote their album, the band set up an interactive online party, which we talk about in the interview, of course. Before that, I'm going to play you a 502 song now called Olivia. I see Olivia in the fire and the flood. I see Olivia just watching from above. I see Olivia, I'm a diamond in the rough, and I'll be there in the moment if she comes. And there's nothing I could ever do to save me from the truth, oh, I'm in love. I see Olivia, throw her hands up in the air. I see Olivia, twirl around like she don't care. I see Olivia, just dancing like she does, and I'll be there in the morning if she comes. And there's nothing I could ever do to save me from the truth, oh, I'm in love. Daddy boy could give you all his love And you don't know the things that I've made of I'll get upon my knee and treat you like a lady wants There's a difference between lust and love I see Olivia As she walks across that floor I see Olivia And I want her through the door I see Olivia And I'm drowning in a flood And I'll be there in the morning if she comes 
So, well, I guess we'll start with the basics. Um, so how many people are in the 502s? Um, there's six of us. Pretty early on, there was three. It was me and Jonathan and Jake, my two cousins. And I, we just started off kind of as a, not a jam band, but just kind of jamming together, making music. And then we added Kaylee, who plays the trumpet for us. And then when we recorded our album last year, a couple months before that, we added Matt, Matthew, Matthew Tonner, who plays piano and electric guitar. And then Tristan plays the drums for us. So there's six of us in total when we get together. That is a big group. Must be a really big sound. Yeah. We go for a, a that's the thing. When we when Jonathan and I started playing out, we never we never did, you know, Jonathan, Jake and I, we always wanted it to be kind of like this, I don't know, like really full, rambunctious. We were always drawn to songs that people were like crowds were screaming along to, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So like like, you know, a really full sound. We like bands where there's like backing vocals and you can just hear that there's tons of people in there and there's a great energy. So we always wanted to get a full sound. We just never knew how we were going to go about doing it at first. Because when you have a bass and when we actually first started, I was playing the banjo, Jake was playing the bass, and then Jonathan was playing the guitar and then kind of, you know, the kick drum and the tambourine with his feet to give us the drum sound that we needed. So that was our first little thing. Then we're like, okay, we want to expand on this. And what's the most natural expansion? And for some reason, we were immediately drawn to trumpet, probably just because you know, we like how it sounded in our background a little bit, but so we're drawn to this trumpet and that starts building it out. And then we get a real drummer who, instead of just having a kick drum and a tambourine, which, which really drove the rhythm, but now you have these full cymbals and all that stuff. And then really Matt does such a good job too with his piano. He was like the last piece that really gave us that full sound that we were looking for because he does all this sustain and you know, whatnot. That's the only musical term I really know is sustain. But he does all this stuff on his electric guitar and piano, and it just kind of gives it this nice atmospheric feel. So you can have, and everyone sings along, so it's definitely a full sound that that's what we were going for. And, you know, over the course of a year and a half, we finally got there, adding little by little. But it's fun. That's awesome. You're able to uh, add on people one by one to kind of fill in that extra layer, you know, like what you're looking for with each new addition. Yeah, definitely. We've been fortunate to be able to find people in Orlando, like most everyone that we, you know, aside from me, Jake and Jonathan, when Kaylee and Tristan and Matt came on, it was very, a very, very natural process. Mm-hmm. Like when we first, we first met Kaylee at, you know, through a friend of ours at an open mic in town that we played at all the time. And we said, Hey, you know, we're three, we probably seem crazy to her. We're like, Hey, we're three cousins and we practice in our grandpa's living room mm-hmm. and we play shows all over Orlando all the time. But would you be interested in playing with us? And she's so sweet that she's like, yeah, I'd love to play um, with y'all. And then, you know, that was two years ago. And it, you know, obviously we've, we've become good friends since then and nothing's changed. So that was a very unexpected, natural, we were looking for a trumpet player and we stumbled onto Kaylee. Thank God. And then Tristan, the drummer, he went to high school with Kaylee. So they were friends. And we said, Oh, we said, Oh, we're looking for a drummer. And, and uh, she goes, Oh, you know, I might know someone. And, you know, Tristan shows up for the first practice. He's phenomenal. He's a phenomenal drummer. Jonathan and I are like giddy with excitement. We're like, oh, this is what our songs sound like with real drums, you know? And so that was another very natural. We got lucky with that. And then Matt actually went to kindergarten, you know, kindergarten to eighth grade with Jonathan. So he was in a band. He lives in, he lived in Orlando. He was in a band. They were touring around a little bit. And then that ended. And we just reached out and we're like, hey, Jonathan's like, you know, haven't talked to you since, you know, high school, but 
I, I've been following your guys' music and I like it. And, you know, sorry about what happened. Are you available to come play with us? And, and again, so it's kind of like everyone, know, we all knew everyone, but we just didn't know we were going to end up playing together. That's so awesome. it's pretty cool how it kind of fell into place a little bit. Yeah, it just came together so naturally. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm glad all these people, because we practice it at Tristan's house now. He's got, um, he's got like a little practice space with a PA and stuff. But for the first couple of years, we were practicing in our grandparents' living room. So I'm glad all these people were willing to show up at the, you know, it's like, uh, come oh, to yeah. this house and it's going to be in the living room and we're going to practice there today. So none of them ever said anything like, oh, this is weird. It's like, oh, welcome to our family. That's how we always phrased it, at least. So new members really knew what they were getting into. They knew they were getting involved in a family. So <laughs> That's really cool. So I guess the... Um the scene. So you're in Orlando, Florida, right? Yeah, Orlando. So I guess the. Uh, I mean, I kind of only know it for like uh, being in the shadow of uh, Disney World or Disneyland. I forget which one, but uh, sounds like there's a pretty vibrant scene down there right now. Yeah, there definitely is. There's there's tons of bands going on. It's very eclectic. I think there's. I wouldn't say that there's one style in Orlando that is just dominates. You know, you've got rock, reggae. Everything's singer-songwriter. There's a couple of Americana bands, some rappers. Like everyone's here, and there's all these different types of styles. But the great thing about Orlando is, is that everyone kind of, even if I don't know someone, I've seen them online or I've seen I know someone that knows them. Everyone's so nice here that we were out the other night and I saw a, a singer from a band that I've seen play one time and I just walked up and you know we ended up talking for 45 minutes and like everyone. The great thing about the Orlando scene is that. Everyone's so nice and helpful and everyone really wants to help each other however they can. So it's like there's tons of different styles of music, but it's really built up by everyone's, I guess, generosity, yeah. you would say. Which is it's awesome. a real community. Yeah, because when we when we first started, you know, before we even had Kaylee, it was me, Jonathan, and Jake, and and we're looking, we're like, we don't know the we don't know the first thing to do to form a band. So one of the first things we did was was get online and and look up americana folk bands in orlando and we found this band called bemo who play a, a very similar style to us but they've been around for a couple of years so you know they're pretty established playing shows and we're big facebook messenger fans or, or email fans we're like mm -hmm. man we're gonna blast out emails and we respond so we hope people will also respond but it's like so we contact this band bemo and they were like uh, the instrumental force in us actually getting the th you know me jonathan and jake up off the ground to actually be performing because oh. they were our our go-to gurus of texting them like oh what should we do about this what should we do about this one of them's a graphic designer we're like hey any chance you could we're doing a release show you could design a release poster for us so i mean they were very helpful they didn't have to be that helpful and, and kind of like our mentors to us um they got us up off the ground and then outside of Outside of just the musicians in Orlando, the whole just I would say the general arts community super supportive. So you know, a buddy of mine from kindergarten when we were starting this up, I said, "Hey, like, could you do a T-shirt design for us?" And he did that, and then he's like, "Let me know what else." And he kind of you know he's done T-shirts, posters, um, helped us with all of our photos for our websites, our press photos, his video shows for us. So. You know, and he does it because he loves it, and he loves the, he loves just I think the the scene of Orlando in general. And there's there's tons of people like that here, so it goes always goes back to people just really being willing to help each other, which is I think what makes Orlando, you know, to me so special musically. So 
pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's big enough to have a lot going on, but it's not so big that it becomes just more anonymous. Exactly. Or something kind of sounds similar to, uh, my experience with Seattle. Pretty welcoming. Exactly. There's enough, there's a lot going on, but everyone, exactly. That's the perfect word. Welcoming. Very cool. So you and, uh, John and Jake, your two cousins. So you started all playing together how long ago now? Well, Jonathan, Jonathan was the first one to play. So he went to, you know, probably 2012 or so. He started playing the acoustic guitar when he was in college. Um, so he was the first one. And then when I went to college, you know, three years later, he just randomly texted me out of the blue one day and was like, Hey, you should, you should pick up a banjo and learn how to play it. I want, I want someone to, you know, play with me. I don't, I like playing the guitar, but I want to, you know, have this, a more full sound. So, you know, like we go to, that was the start of it, I guess. He's like, I want to have this more full sound and you should, you should get yourself a hundred dollar banjo. Here's a link and teach yourself because we're all self-taught. So I just finished the wrestling season in college and I was like, yeah, I need something to do. We don't have practice. And so I ordered this banjo and I started teaching myself that. So then the two of us kind of started playing together. And then finally Jake somewhere, Jake is like a very talented musician he played the drums, the piano. Oh, he does everything. He plays everything, but we didn't even know that. Like, we, he never really, he never really mentioned it until one day he saw us playing the, which was just, you know, I wasn't expecting him to mention it, you know, but it never came up in conversation. Like, oh, I play, I play all these instruments because we never thought about it until he saw us one day playing, you know, Jonathan with the guitar, me with the banjo, one of our little family get-togethers upstairs, and he's like, oh, like. He's like, you guys know I play the drums and the bass and all this. I'm like, we didn't know that, but bring it next time because that's yeah. fantastic. So it was kind of like a, uh, you know, that's kind of how it all came together. Again, very organically that it started with a text from Jonathan to me saying, learn the banjo. Jake's like, ah, I do this stuff too. So and that's, that's where it formed, just upstairs, you know, in Jonathan's room, kind of just all of us jamming together. So... So when did you become the 502s? When did the, the name come about? Yeah, so so that when we first, when, when Jake joined up, that was probably in about, you know, 2015 maybe, I would say. And there was a contest that we did. So we've been a band for, at that point, we were a band for a month, right? And we see this contest come up online or Jake sent us a link or something. I forgot what happened exactly. But we see this contest come up for, it's going to be the first year of the Okeechobee Music Festival, which is a, a festival here in Orla- in actually in Okeechobee, Florida, so kind of down south. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a pretty big festival. The first year, they're trying to make it like Bonnaroo in Florida, I think. But the first year, it was headlined by Mumford & Sons, Kendrick Lamar, um, the Aver Brothers were there. You know, a lot of really big-name people. It was like their first year, really trying to make it big, so... The three of us sitting in a bedroom are kind of like, oh, we should play at this festival. You know, Why not? we have three original songs. That, we have three original songs at this point. We're like, oh, we can, we can do it. We, we could do it. We believed in ourselves. We're like, probably a little foolishly. We're like, all right, we're going to try to play this festival. So first things first, we got a month to submit to this contest. We need a band name. So that's kind of where we started coming up with stuff. And, uh. and originally, we're like, okay, we need a name. So we knew we wanted it to be you know, family centric. So originally we were kind of going with uh, kindred, which was a quote from 
from a, a guy from Old Crow Medicine show that we like. Mm-hmm. So we pulled out Kindred from that. And then I think there was a band already online called Kindred. So I had to scratch that. So then we're like, okay, well, we're all Florida natives. So we were going to go with the natives. That was already taken. <laughs> so, you know, so, and this was not over like a course of a day. This is over the course of you know, three weeks. Oh. We're trying to figure out a name. And it's like, you know, we thought of these names and then we'd sit on them for a little bit and we'd come back and be like, okay, I like it, but it's taken. So we need something else. So finally, leading up to the submission process, we really sat down and were like, okay, what? We know we want it to be family related and let's just start at the start and see if we can pick out anything from there Mm -hmm. that really, you know, represents our family. So fortunately, that turned out to be a quick process because we started to start. And when Jonathan and I were growing up, he lived right across the street from me. And you know, his family lived there, and my family lived across the street. And he lived at 503 Tudor Circle, and I lived at 502 Tudor Circle. Hmm. So we said, well, 502s is kind of a, a cool name. So we wrote it down, and uh, you know, I think we went through. Couldn't think of anything else that we liked more. Like, all right, we're going with the 502s. I don't even know if we intended for it to stick originally, but so then we do this competition under the name of the 502s. You know, we start playing shows under that. We go to this Okeechobee Music Festival. We play as the 502s. And I think that, honestly, I think that experience, the whole, the effort of, of uh, you know, getting our name out there, promoting people, or, or promoting people to come to the show, like asking friends to come. Yeah, right at the beginning. I think it really tied us. Exactly. I think like that initial kickstart to try to get into this festival and the hard work we put into that really like tied us to the 502s because after the festival, we're like, we could change our name. And we all very quickly said, no, we like, we're the 502s. Anything, plan as anything else would, would be weird to us. Like, you know, we're, we're married to this name now. Yeah, so you're invested now. Exactly. So it came up, you know, I don't know if we intended for it to stick, but once we picked it and we put in some work with it, um, we, we didn't want to. We didn't want to just leave it and go to something else because that would have felt like abandoning the name, I guess, for all the hard work we'd put in to that point. So, so when you were first playing together more and uh, starting to write songs together, I mean, what were the uh, the touchstones for you guys in terms of influences? Yeah, I think I don't know, this is always something I think about because we didn't have. We had never played instruments up to that point in our life, you know. So when we'd started, I probably played the banjo now for, you know, three, four years. Jonathan's played the guitar for about seven, probably. But you know, we started playing when we were nineteen or twenty, and growing up, we were we were huge into huge into sports, mm-hmm. and you know, wrestled, played football, all that stuff. I wrestled in college. Jonathan wrestled in college. Jake wrestled. Yeah, I see you're wearing a wrestling T-shirt right now. <laughs> exactly. So that's part of my wardrobe is re- is my old wrestling clothes still. Mm-hmm. You know, but so it did. Wrestling was a big part of it, and then we kind of picked up these, these mute, mute instruments. And I think the first thing, the thing that drew us to to play the guitar and the banjo and all that stuff, is you know, 2011. There's this this folk movement kind of going on. Yeah, that was a, a boom then. That was the thing that for us that that instrumentally we said okay we like the instruments and and the energy that these people have so we're just gonna get those and play around on them so that whole that whole boom a little bit influenced um the instruments that we picked i think to play 
but songwriting wise, you know, I think we just like, we like people more for their live performances and we Mm kind of always write songs with the intention of, I mean, I intentionally think, how is this going to translate live? You know, what's something cool? What's something cool, a cool part we can put in the song that when we play it live, is going to be really, really fun for everyone to do. And just everyone in the band to do or play, you know, like, so a lot of yelling, all that's, you know, gang vocals, but you know, I think, I think growing up bands I listened to, it was a lot with my dad, but my, my, um, exposure to music growing up was very much the, the car rides, you know, middle kindergarten, middle school from my house to our school, which was about 10 minutes. And wherever my dad would be playing in the car with my brother in there, um, which was a lot of the police, a lot of earth, wind and fire, you know, the Steve Miller band. Okay. Those were the bands that I, I really liked growing up and I still like just because, you know, if your dad's playing the music, that's what you're listening to. And you, those are all very also like groovy songs. So yeah, and great songwriting. Those too. were, those were the band. Yeah. So maybe I absorbed some of by osmosis. I don't know, but, <laughs> but, um, those were the, those were the bands growing up that I really liked and listened to. And, and, um, and then instrumentally, you know, we, we picked up the instruments kind of just because of that folk scene in the early two thousands. Yeah. So we kind of married those together a little bit, I guess with, Married the that early stuff with these instruments with just you know you watch Bruce Springsteen play on live or, you know on stage and he mm-hmm. just goes out there and he's he's ripping it and he's giving it his hundred percent so we wanted that too so we said we like this music or I said I like this music these instruments and this type of energy on stage and that's kind of just the general overall um, inspiration when we write songs when we play just the general behind the 502s as a, as a whole. Yeah. The, uh, most important criteria is how to get people excited at a show. The, uh, the party vibe. Exactly. And that's what we'll sit, we'll sit here and we'll write a song. You know, I live with Jonathan and in our living room, we'll write a song and we'll be like, yeah, it's good, but it's missing something cool. What we mean by that is it's missing a good live part that I couldn't see me getting excited to play this on stage. So if I'm not, yeah, I'm excited to play this song for people or, or even just to practice and play this song, then normally we know that something's a little off and we need to fix it because mm. I like, I like to make sure that I do a lot of the songwriting um, and I run ideas by Jonathan here, but like we just wrote a new song and the first version of it is just a, you know, a three minute acoustic. It's just the guitar and me. And over the course of two weeks, I kind of, I kind of, did this structure out and wrote the lyrics and then I got a full recording of it. And then every day when I'm driving around, I'll be driving around with it thinking like, Oh, this would be, you know, something cool here or something cool here. And, and we kind of, that's kind of how I develop or, or think about how are we going to make this cool, you know, fun to play on stage. And it's like, Oh, this could be a great gang vocal part here or, you know, a great trumpet part or a great clapping part. So the songs kind of just develop that way. And then those, those are my general ideas. But then when I bring it in to Jonathan and everyone else, they're like, okay, I like that idea. I don't like that idea. Mm-hmm. And we really just improve it. And so we take this, you know, acoustic or yeah, acoustic uh, recording and just kind of envision how it should sound is how we go about writing our songs. Um, 
I don't even, I don't forgot what the original question was, but I somehow got no, on no, that. that uh, so yeah, when you're developing a song, you'll just go at it with the acoustic guitar for, for weeks, but then you can bring it in and other people will add their parts or like tweak your ideas. You can filter some stuff out, add some stuff in. So you have that group collaboration going. Um, yeah, because I was going to ask uh, how the songs are, uh, are are written, who's the, the songwriters and stuff. So it's cool that we got to cover that. Perfect. So with shows, yeah, how many uh, shows are you playing now? Are you regular performers at this point? We are. So so pretty, you know, starting off, Jonathan, Jake, and I would take shows when we'd get them and, and be like, oh, here's a here's a cool opportunity. Let's play this, right? But now, since Matt's come on board, yeah. you know, our piano player, our electric He's really, he's really from his previous experience tuned into the booking side of it. Oh, that's really important to have, yeah. Yeah, which we know nothing about. So, so Matt has been huge and he's putting in so much effort, and you know we're so appreciative of that because he's like, okay, we can do these cool things, but we also need to be playing, you know, X amount of shows a year, and I'm gonna, I can set those up for us. Don't worry about it. So it's been great because Matt knows, you know. We need to be playing, and here's how we go about playing, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll book it. Because he has a booking, a little side booking agency that, that he does too. So it's like, you know, so we're, now we're setting up regular performances, and, and we're getting ready to release our album this year. Um, so he's setting updates around that just throughout the U.S. in general. So we kind of, when that came on, we kind of went from playing pretty, you know, almost randomly to having a, you know, like next month we're playing every weekend. Different wow. shows, so which for us we're like, man, that four shows and you know every weekend in a month. That's a you know we're we're actually finally playing consistently, which is big a big thanks to Matt. Yeah, and that's just like creative fuel for you guys, like the kind of music you do. The more you can play, the exactly, better. exactly. We, we practice a lot, but now it's going to be nice to get actually on stage and and play that. You know, get on stage and play together and just get tighter as a group. Um, so I'm glad that we're going to start playing very regularly now and in different places out of just Orlando, we're getting to go travel a little bit and, you know, we're planning uh, to go to Europe in August and we're planning to go, you know, Northeast and West and all these places I've never been before that Matt's setting up. So it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Definitely. Yeah. So you got a big year ahead of you. You're, so you're touring in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So when we, when we set up, when we, we did the video online, um, we got a message from uh, a, a, like a festival promoter in Germany. It's like, hey, I'm a huge fan of this video and you guys' music, and I run this festival here, and I really want you guys to come play at it. So we jump at the opportunity. Uh, yeah. Definitely. So now we're setting up a, you know, probably in August, a month, a month-long thing around Germany, and then I think we're going to go Germany, Netherlands, um, Belgium, and then jump over to the United Kingdom or. Mm-hmm. That's the plan for now, but it kind of came out of nowhere that this guy messaged us and we're like, all right, well, we're going to Europe, so let's make it happen. That's awesome. Yeah, I bet that's going to be a lot of fun. You know, if you guys stick around there long enough, I imagine you'd be a a shoe-in for Oktoberfest. (laughs) That would be awesome. That would be good. We'll have to to go back after we go to Ireland to to Oktoberfest. Very exciting. And um, so you mentioned you're working on uh, putting out your album this year. but I know that you also had a, a full-length album release not too long ago, but kind of in a kind of in a new sort of way. I don't know if you want to explain that. Yeah, definitely. So that almost—I'll I'll explain that first. So this—that was actually like the 
what we considered the the pre-release, you know. Yeah. But it was the re- it was the release. But I guess they called a soft release. Right. Exactly. The soft release because it's not on. We didn't put it on iTunes. We didn't put it on Spotify yet. We didn't, you know, do any of that stuff. We just released it online, and now we're finally going to release release it to Spotify and iTunes and you know all that stuff mm-hmm. in June. But yeah, so the um, take a sip of water. This is going to be yeah. Good, get, get yourself prepared. Um, yeah, so we did a soft release of the album in October. That was set up, you know, through the online this 10 day online interactive party that we set up. So, you know, we had some videos that we were running on Facebook and then we had, when people would sign up to our email list, they'd get an email for the first day. It was like this interactive behind the scenes. You're given, you know, free music. They get the album for free. They get a song a day over 10 days, videos from us, like little a little three piece documentary of us in the studio. So all this cool bonus content. Um, that we d- released directly to them for free originally, which so that's what the soft release was all about. Yeah, so you're just getting getting people into uh, into your world as as quickly as possible. You're giving something for all these new people who found your music. You know, we just wanted people that liked our music or that saw these videos that they connected with to be able to listen to it, and, yeah, and not have to pay for it because it wasn't important to us to be like, oh. You're, you're interested in checking out our music. Well, pay us $10 and then you can see if you like it or not. We're like, look, if you guys want to listen to our music, listen to our music. Like, we are more than happy for you to listen to it. And we're excited. And, and we always wanted to get to know the people that like our music too. It's always felt a little weird to me to just have, you know, for to have people, like have people listening to your music and then not ever get to talk with them. And so that's what this thing did great is that we can communicate directly through email and, and all that stuff with people that, that like the music, they can tell us, oh, I like it. Or we can be like, oh, what do you think about this? Or, you know, we formed friends with, friendships with people now where one of the girls just had shoulder surgery and we're like checking in on her like, hey, you doing okay? You know, no, you're yeah, that's great. shoulder, you know, but it's like, it's really more about for us was about forming relationships with people that like the same type of music as us and like the music that we have, as opposed to just pay, being paid $10. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, we, we want to form these relationships and, and do something special and connect with people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just kind of like you're expanding the family. Exactly. Inviting everyone to a, a party at our grandpa's house because I was talking about, um, we used to practice at our grandpa's house. Well, that was the center for everything we did because it was the only space that we had available. So if you go on to this, this 10 day interactive thing that we have, this, this party that we've set up. All the daily photos and everything, those were all taken at our grandpa's house too in his backyard. It's this cool little brick patio area. So we, we threw, you know, we invited all our friends and cousins over. We threw a little party outside there. Had our friend Josh, who I was talking about earlier, come. He took photos of it to kind of give it that vibe. And then we set it up. So that's what we want when people when people join this or when people listen to the album. We want them to, you know, join our party or join our family and really be a part of it. So, and, and relax too. We just want people to have a good time and feel like they're at a party where they can, they can kick back and that they're comfortable and they know people. So that's so cool. Yeah. So you've gotten fans like in Germany and all over the world with that uh, approach, right? You're, you're looking beyond just, uh, you know, Florida and the immediate area. You're kind of, you're finding people are yeah. loving the party in all different parts of the world. 
Exactly. And that's what, and that's one of the reasons why we're, we're starting to, you know, do a tour up to New York or do a tour out to, you know, Colorado or wherever it may be. And that's why we're going to Europe. We're, we're not, we weren't just planning on going to Europe for this, um, like, oh, we're going to go play this festival. The main reason we decided to, because going to Europe for a month is a big, is a big um, endeavor, I guess. But the reason we're comfortable doing that is because we've got so much, so many emails and, and responses from people over there through this experience and through this, um, you know, the videos we have up from these, from everyone in these countries over there that I mentioned being like, Oh, please come here. Like, you know, we'd love to see you. You can stay at our place. We just want to see a show from you guys. Yeah, and, you got people waiting and, for uh, you. Right. And we're like, okay, if they have a stage for us, we'll go play on the stage. We're more than happy. Like, all we want to do is, is get together and play with, with like-minded people that want to have a good time, want to relax and, you don't want to cut loose. And so if that's here, if that's in Germany, if that's in North Dakota, wherever it is, it doesn't matter to us. We just want to go and see those people and see, see the people that, you know, relate to us and that we relate to. So it's been cool to see so many people connecting with it to the point that they're asking us to come to their, you know, like, Oh, come to this town or come to this festival. So it's been fun. And it's been, it's been pretty mind blowing, but awesome. Yeah, you can bring the party to them. Exactly. With six people touring, that'll be that'll be a party. <laughs> and uh, so what do you guys all like to do when you're not playing music too? If you were on tour, how would you pass the time? Yeah, it's, well, we mostly all have full-time jobs right now still. So it's kind of like we'll, we'll, we work during the day and then at night we work on this. And Jake goes to school. He goes to school up at FSU. So we all have full-time jobs right now that, so that's kind of what our time is split between is like working and then yeah, you got your hands full at the moment, like working and then coming back and working on uh, other stuff. But I don't know. I mean, other general hobbies are honestly playing music is our favorite, but we like going to see movies. Um, Jonathan and I live across the street from a movie theater. So we try to see whatever you know new releases are coming out. We like that. I'm a big uh, Netflix person too, or binging series. Binge watching. You know, so binge watching, yeah. So it's not like it's not like a cool hobby, I guess. But uh we got so much going on with work and then always moving around with the band that it's it's like, oh when I can come back and watch four episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, I'm gonna do that. Make the most of that time, yeah. Like I'm gonna get myself a sub from Publix and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch those episodes because I have the time. Um Yeah, I, you know, but mostly our time split between working and then Really putting an effort to grow in, you know, the five oh twos. Yeah, more songs and all the promotional stuff and Yeah. And that's just something that we love to do. It I never feel like we're coming you know, we come back from work and it's getting my arm twisted to, you know, work on a website or or um pick up the instrument and play. Like Jonathan and I have, you know, we have those those wall racks or whatever that you hang your guitars on. So we've got our our banjo hanging here we've got our guitar we've got a um, dulcimer which is like a little appalachian mm. open d tune thing we got our mandolin right behind our sofa so most of the time when we're here we'll be sitting watching tv or just talking and we're always playing on an instrument yeah they're there waiting for you right that's our and they're and we're not great at them but we all we both play all those instruments i mentioned 
with like the very basic chords. Yeah. So it's cool to be able to pick up. Like, you know, we're just in here playing on the instruments and he picked up his guitar one day and banjo and we just started kind of riffing around. And that's for, you know, that's how the song because we had to came together, at least the intro to it. It's like, there's an old video on our Facebook page of us just messing around. So mm-hmm. it's something we like to do. And it's when we're here and we're, you know, if we're just watching TV or whatever, we really like, I think that is our, maybe our, you know, our favorite hobby is our favorite thing to do is just pick up the instrument and play and, just it helps us relax, I think, which is why we like it so much. And I find a lot of the the best kind of songs or ideas for songs they happen when you're not trying, you're just kind of messing around and just relaxing, or not thinking about it too much. You know, something can just yeah. surprise you. Yeah, definitely. That's where I feel like that's where all of the all of our song ideas come from. I've never I've never written a song before. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've never written a song before and just and sat down with the guitar and it been like, Oh, I'm going to crank out a song right now. It's always been like, I've been driving around or I have, you know, thousands of voice memos on my phone. Mm, I've yeah. been driving around or walking around and all of a sudden this idea for a song kind of pops into my head and I'll record it. And then I'll go from that and build off of that. But they do come at the most random times. Like, you know, our song Olivia, that which is one of my favorite songs from us. It's like, I was just sitting on my parents' back porch, getting ready to go swimming. And all of a sudden, the song pop, this idea pops into my head it's right there like the, yeah. for the chorus. I'm like, that seems good. You know, record it on the voice memo, go swimming and come back to it later. But it's funny how when you don't expect it, it just comes together. So I've learned to have my phone and my voice memos by me so I can record it very quickly and not forget. Yeah, because capture right away because it will disappear. <laughs> It's weird how right. that happens. The other, it's so funny because the other day I um, had an idea, recorded it, and it was stuck in my head for about thirty minutes. Then I, you know, I think I took a phone call or something, and I couldn't remember it. I'm yep. like, man, gone. if I wouldn't have recorded that, it, I would have, you know, that idea would have been gone. So it's funny how it's so quick to go. Yeah, songwriting is a it's a funny thing. Yeah. All right, Ed. Well. Thanks so much for talking to me today, and uh, best of wishes with the 502s for 2018. Thank you very much. It's been awesome to you know get on here and talk with you. It's a great start to my morning, so it's been fun. All right. Ed Isola, everybody. Very nice guy, and I am quite excited for what the band has coming up. And uh, sorry if the audio quality wasn't up to our usual standards. Hopefully our internet connection should improve for the, uh, the next episode. And uh, if you liked this episode of Talking About the Passion, please write us a review on iTunes. If you use Spotify, you can follow the Talking About the Passion Spotify playlist to hear a big collection of awesome tunes from artists who've been featured here in the past. Coming up, we have another song from the 502s called Hold My Love. Speaking of which, have a happy Valentine's Day. Scream out, breathe in those mountain winds, just biting at your skin. Followed by frolics in the field with an old forgotten friend. Hold my love, dear Say where you're coming from 
hold my love dear before the deed is done and you'll break in just wrapped around your sin and hold me gentle and hold me in and I'll break down and I'll give in and hold you gentle and hold you in and I'll see you and you'll see me burning slowly in the midnight dream let me know when you're coming around here for real Just trailing at your feet 